This podcast is made possible by Sage Intact and U.S. Bank. Hello, this is Jim Kelleher, the CFO of Actifio based in Boston, and you are listening to the CFO Thought Leader Podcast. How as a finance leader are you driving driving change in your organization? How are you driving change within your organization? In this episode, we speak to Lars Sudman. CFO Emeritus and Finance Thought Leader. The whole area of digital uh, transformation. I mean, when I see some of the first results and tests of, uh, uh, of, of KPI forecasting, if I look at visualization, new data visualization, like really making making numbers and, and complex, uh, complex data accessible. That starts with very simple things like infographics and or or tech-like presentations and so on. And I think the finance function can learn there a lot from it. So it's the whole area of digital digital transformation. I think that I find I find very very interesting, and I think it will have a huge impact on the finance function, not only in terms of like efficiency gains. Um, but especially in, in in the nature, like what what is actually the role? Is, is financial analysis still in five, ten years? Is is that one of the key things, or will that be done automatically? Listen to our complete interview with Lars after these words from our sponsor. It's a question every growing business must answer. How do you scale your organization to accommodate growth while reducing risk? Sage Intech provides the instant visibility into deep operational and financial requirements that inform decision-making when scale is top of mind. By automating error-prone manual tasks and allowing your team to focus on the analysis of more accurate information, Sage Intech provides the visibility required to confidently scale your organization. Sage Intact is the only AICPA preferred provider of cloud financial management software. Hello, we're speaking to Lars Sudman, former CFO of Procter & Gamble Belgium, and now an executive coach for CFOs and other C-suite executive. Lars, welcome. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me here. Thank you. I should mention you're also a, a university lecturer or have been in the past, and you speak on uh, global leadership and influence and influence and how to gain it. So uh, the subject, that's a subject we'd love to touch on uh, and explore with you today. But first, as always, take us back and, and share with us a little bit about how you found your way to the uh, CFO office. The three key experiences. Um, I think for me, one of the first ones and one of the most, well, very key and influential ones was the um, certainly being responsible for strategy and strategic planning in a business unit, which means that working together with the head of innovation and general management on really setting up the pipeline of projects, ideas and products for the next five plus years. And, and being responsible for seeing and overseeing the total sufficiency of that pipeline. Will we meet then the targets? What is missing? And that, with that, just with that, with that, putting together that picture, that strategy and that total plan, like driving the agenda of what, what are the choices in terms of 
you know, in terms of R&D portfolio, uh, uh, in, ter- in terms of resource allocation, in terms of country entries and so on, internationalization, that was certainly one of one of the and then the first key driver role, like taking for one business unit being responsible very much for forward-looking total strategy and outlook. So that was certainly the first one. The second one, uh, the second role that really shaped, I would say, my my, my path was uh, the post-merge integration role, because. And that's what I recommend everybody to do. And, and there is, luckily, there are a lot of like, like uh, there, there is quite some M&A going on. But being responsible for post-merge integration is really interesting in my view, because first of all, you're, you're exposed by definition to another way of thinking. How did the other, uh, other company do it? And you ne- then need to like, find an, a way on how you how you bring these together if you're there in finance then you truly learn something about your reporting about everything that's what is working well and what not, might not be working well and you're being forced to make some 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 very fast some choices um that are really not grounded in forward-looking things i mean what i mentioned for the first role which is long term in the future but you, you need to make some things now, some choices now, and you see two realities and you need to bring them together. And that, is a, that was for me a fantastic way to identify, hey, what's, what, what do we actually need to keep? Which systems do we need to keep? What can we, uh, what can we optimize? And what, can we, what, can we, what is actually what might be another company have done better, basically? Can we keep that? So certainly being responsible for post-merge integration is something that I would recommend definitely to do. And the third role that really shaped my, my thinking was a, a large, large-scale project, for example, that I was um, that I was responsible for. I mean, this is of course everything being on top of responsible for a year and closeout and all these things. But the one thing where truly see how can how can you drive, how can you have really a seat at the table and help shape the path of a full multifunction team. That was when I was responsible for um, uh, f- for basically preparing the organization for major moves that we anticipated that might come in the market. And uh, what I needed to do and what I, what I did then was really think through a lot of what-if scenarios and, and, and so to speak, if this, then that scenarios. So basically, whatever happens in the market, that would be at least our, our base course of action. And by doing that, what we avoided then when finally everything happened in the market, what we avoided then is what I would call the headless chicken syndrome, basically. Sometimes you see something in the news and bam, a board meeting is put together and everybody everybody has their opinion. Everything is thrown uh, at the table and you need to take a step back. But if you did that that thinking before, if you've really thought through, okay, if this happens, then we're going to do this. If if competitor X does this, well, maybe let's let us think through right now what we would do. And and what you can do there is then, bam, when it happens, you open up, you you open up your jaw, put it on the table, and basically you shape the full discussion and 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 you drive forward. Okay, look. This is what we've analyzed. That's what we're going to do. Now, let's look. Is that true? Yes or not yet? Yes, it still is. Come on. Let's take this course of action. And everybody goes, yeah, okay. And that's how I could see, like, how especially finance can really shape by 
bring that unique combination of of having a full a full picture uh, understanding of the organization plus that that thinking through and i would call that the thought leadership so to speak and and bringing then everybody very very fast on the same page and i think that by being responsible for this like we really foreseeing some okay we have some major market changes that are coming that project really shaped my, my what I would say, my influence style, but also my, my, my way how I dealt with the finance, as a finance leader, like going away a bit from, so to speak, providing the numbers towards like, drive, <laughs> helping drive the business, so to speak. Okay. Now, I know that you have spoken at different conferences in the past, and uh, I see one of the themes here is uh, great leadership starts with self-leadership. <laughs> Can you share with us what talk? Uh, explores and and how it might apply to CFOs as well. Great leadership starts with self leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it's very often um, people start with like okay, many people want to start want to lead others, and that's like yeah, I want to be the leader of others, but like how do you lead yourself? And the key thing, what what is that? Great leadership starts with self leadership. It's all about do we have ourselves. In control, so to speak. Do I know how I make decisions? And to start with, what is that about? Is uh, you know, there's a wealth of research um, uh, out there on on potential biases that we all might have. Starting with, and that's very relevant for for uh, for finance. Starting with anchoring, right? I mean, we hear a number and we think that's that's the first path, and we start to reconcile everything against that number. Um, Self-leadership, basically, for me, is all about self-awareness and self-reflection. So thinking about, okay, taking a step back every day and think like, okay, first of all, on a scale from one to five, how good a finance leader um, have I been today, basically, and what can I do better? Take, <laughs> that's just one or two minutes of exercise that one can do. And... Uh, uh, and uh, to, to improve your overall leadership. The other thing um, that what, what, what this talk, but also in general, what I would recommend myself and also others to do is, is look at your decision qualities, so to speak. And self-leadership for me is about really analyzing this and reflecting on this. And, and one of the things um, how one can do that, in my view, is, is to take an, an old advice that also – Peter Drucker and others gave is to think about if you make a decision as a group, as a business leader, or just for yourself, like how you take how you take a step forward. Note down all of the assumptions that you know at that moment, and make a calendar entry in your personal calendar or just your computer in six months in the future with all these assumptions, with all you've known now, and then check. Well, basically, it will pop up automatically, basically after six months, after nine months, and then check. Was that right? Do that quite often. And that improves basically the, the, the decision quality itself. And I think that is one of the key things also of self-leadership, trying to think about how self-leadership for me is the art of influencing oneself. And for this, it's very, very much important to understand how do I basically, how do I, uh, what are my drivers? What are my assumptions, and so on? And I think very practical things that we can do are things like this: just like making a little score every day. How good a leader was I? Reflecting about the way I decide, the way I think, the way I, and the way I communicate, and so on. And and I think that base reflection is the first start before we actually go out and and lead organizations and teams. 
Okay. One of the questions we like to ask uh, our CFO guests, Lars, is what's one thing that's exciting you about finance and business today? Does anything come to mind for you? Well, I mean, one thing certainly uh, about finance that uh, is is exciting in, in a positive but also, well, question mark type of thing is is the whole area of digital uh, transformation. I mean, when I see some of the first results and tests of uh, – uh, of, of KPI forecasting, so to speak, done uh, with the help of, of, of various tools. I find that very, very exciting. If I look at visualization, new data visualization, like really making making numbers and, and complex uh, complex data accessible for for um, uh, uh, for especially for non-expert audiences, I, I found that very exciting. And that that starts with very simple things like infographics and or or chat-like presentations and so on. And I think the finance function can learn there a lot from it. So it's the whole area of digital digital transformation. I think that I find I find very very interesting, and I think it will have a huge impact on the finance function, not only in terms of like efficiency gains. Um, but especially in, in 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 the nature, like what what is actually the role? Uh, is, is financial analysis still in five ten years? Is is that one of the key things, or will that be done automatically, so to speak? And if it's done automatically, what is then the role of of, of, of finance then? So I find that that a very interesting and very exciting uh, uh, time for finance. The other area that excites me as well is, in general, is what I'd say, change and transformational change. It's a bit connected to the uh, to that area, of course, um, that we talked before. Like, whoa, how can we drive organizations? Uh, how can we change? How can we make change happen, especially in global organizations? That's really something I find I find exciting. Is there a book you'd recommend to aspiring finance leaders? I guess the one book, I mean, coming back to, to one of the things that I said before, that I think one of the key qualities to gain influence as a uh, as a finance leader is the ability to communicate. Um, one of the books, uh, well, probably a, I would say two books that come to mind. The, the one book is that I recommend everybody to, to, to read on this one is, is from Dan Heath and Chip Heath, is Made to Stick. Made to Stick is a fantastic book on communication and really explores what makes a, a message stick with others. What is like the the way that you that you can communicate something so that six months afterwards people go like, ah yeah, I remember that what he said and I think or what she said. And I think that is one of the key qualities to have. Yeah. The other book, of course, that I mean I was always looking at uh, uh, how can how can folks how can finance leaders specifically take complex stuff and present it better and really in day-to-day communication presentation and that's where we have uh, together with a partner have written like a little manual for this called the smart presenter and obviously i <laughs> i stand behind that book as well lars i know one of the areas you have given talks on is influence and the gaining of influence uh, by business leaders uh, as well as uh, by finance leaders specifically. So um, I want to ask you, maybe you can boil this down for us as to what's, what's the characteristic that sets influential leaders apart? I think the core thing and time and again, when I, when I talk also to non-finance people, the one thing that, 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 
come up, and then this is really from entry-level finance analysts or, or entry-level finance managers up to CFO, what time, comes by time and again is communication. Because, I mean, we deal as, with uh, the finance function, I mean, you deal with highly complex stuff with highly complex numbers, and the one thing that comes in time and again is that that image of the Excel spreadsheets that's being displayed or, or thrown or put into a PowerPoint presentation and where people look at this row of numbers and they're like, hmm, what, what do we see there? And that's probably the killer of influence. Not that numbers are the killer of influence, but like this, this, and it, I think at some point it's sometimes called the curse of knowledge, like throwing everything out to, to somebody. And I think highly influential finance leaders, what they, what they are, they are great communicators. They have the ability to distill and really zoom in on every analysis or every forecast and really say like, okay, look, there's a whole detail, but there's two things that you need to know. And really driving in, 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 an audience, uh, especially a non-finance audience, towards these two or three most important elements. And I think if one is able to do that, that is one of the key drivers for, for, uh, for influence. That's really, for me, always the starting point whenever I look at, at finance leaders, like how well are they at distilling the essence basically of an analysis of a forecast of a report and and can share that with their peers of that complex uh, complex information leader listeners don't go anywhere we have more of our interview after these words from our sponsor you want smart clear and honest guidance to help you meet the financial goals of your middle market business. With U.S. Bank, you have a partner who will help you find the right solutions to help your organization reduce payment costs, enhance control, improve cash flow, and expand your spend visibility. U.S. Bank's dedication to making ethical decisions and doing the right thing is at the heart of what they do, and their efforts haven't gone unnoticed. They've been named a 2017 World's Most Ethical Company for the third consecutive year by the Ethisphere Institute. To learn more, visit uspayment.com slash middle market. In light of how you see the uh, role of the CFO changing, what advice would you give future finance leaders uh, as they look to prepare themselves for the role? What would you, uh, what piece of advice would you offer them? One of the key qualities, I think, um, that the great, especially fi aspiring financiers who want to drive the business have is, well, understand the business. Understand the business, go out there, uh, uh, do a project, volunteer, take on something that broadens the role beyond finance. And I think that that will is something that I, that I for sure would recommend. Spend the last some time one, with a customer, maybe. Is that in line spend with Spend some time with a customer, go down. Uh, uh, take the customer project, absolutely, some of these things. Um, and the last one is like develop your curiosity, so to speak, as a finance leader. Very often, you know, I mean, that, that's one of the things I think that I see that separates uh, strong from, from, from uh, not so strong, maybe finance leaders or especially those who get a seat at the table versus uh, providing the numbers is being very curious and, and, and having something there I would say creative, um, uh, a creative way of thinking about business problems, so to speak. So not just saying, okay, there's just one way, but forcing oneself to think about, okay, what are the options here? How can I develop more options? So what could we do? What else? What else? What else? Thinking about three, four, five things rather than stepping into, okay, there's just one thing and there's just one way and we need to do that full stop. 
but helping really and helping oneself and coming up with oneself to really drive a lot of various options open. So one, two, three, four options and always thinking about this um, and, and driving therefore that, that curiosity forward. Lars Sudman, thank you for joining us on CFO Thought Leader. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hi, it's Jack. At CFO Thought Leader, we're interested in hearing from you. We want to find out what you would like to hear more of or less of. And so we've created an ever so short survey in order to learn from you. The survey is now available right on CFOThoughtLeader.com's homepage. It's open to career finance executives of every rank. Meanwhile, it's that time of year again. CFO Appreciation Day is quickly approaching. And we are once more firing up our kiln and making our CFO Thought Leader Mug 2019 edition available to survey takers who enlist two or more of their finance team members to complete the survey. We'll mail you our also coveted CFO Thought Leader Mug at zero cost. So visit us at CFOThoughtLeader.com and give us an earful. We would greatly appreciate it. Some rules and restrictions may apply. Thank you.